Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to see you in my mind, because we're not really here. <laughs> the behind the scene for this podcast is too much. Mm. Too much to make the air. <laughs> That's right. A little bit of bickering. Yeah. A lot of praying because we need Jesus. <laughs> that's that's fine though because it's a work in progress. Yeah, but it's been a good week though. It has. Uh, update on Gizmo. He is alive. Yeah. So the hashtag pray for Gizmo worked and <laughs> he's thriving now. He got his hair cut and he is looking fresh. Yeah. And he's alive. And he's so. eating. And he's eating and all the things that follow. So that's really good. Because last week we were like not sure if he was going to die or not. So, but he's okay now. His medicine worked. And we found a good groomer. Yeah. And that's... better and cheaper. Yeah. Groomers, man. I think I feel like I should just go be a groomer. I know, right? They can make some good money off your dog. Um, Modern medicine is a miracle. Let's get right on it. What do you want to talk about today? What do you want to talk about, Fa? You never get to share your visions. Why don't you share one of your visions? They're not as good as yours, and my visions are private. What? First off, that's definitely not true. Private? What do you mean private? I see things about other people. I see things about what's happening in the moment, and I don't think that they concern other people. So know. they wouldn't. If it's good, I share it. But the way you see things is more interesting. You see a whole movie. I see a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your movie has meaning. And my pictures are just for me, I think. Or are for other people when I pray for them. Well, okay. but I think that yours are very about you and God shows you stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's private too, but I'm sharing. Yeah, but you're like, let's go through your visions. You had the ones, you know, about the church. You had the one last week that we talked about the prostitute. Those are all things you can share with people. Those things I see. Yours wouldn't make sense to other people. Yeah, mine don't make sense to other people. I really don't think that's true. Because, I don't know, I mean, to be fair, you rarely tell me anything that you do see. I tell you everything that happens. I don't think that's true because sometimes we'll have our meetings and, like, all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw something about that. And then you go on this whole thing and I'm like, wow, I thought we were closer than that. Like what? Give you an example. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything, like, off the top of my head, but literally countless times you're like, oh, yeah, I had this vision of this, this and that. And I don't have the elaborate visions that you do. You see a complete picture and you go back to it days after. Like, I don't, it doesn't happen to me. That's your gift. That's your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I pray today, I see a couple things, they're really quick. And then tomorrow, they're different. They're other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I see that too. Like, I'll have quick little things that are like momentary like thoughts or whatever and God gives me like a picture for it and like explains things to me short like short things that aren't like some kind of elaborate movie like most of like the bigger ones that I share are like longer but there's like thousands of little ones that I don't share necessarily with people because it's more personal this podcast is here for your visions yeah I know 
Because they're super interesting. Yeah, but you have visions too. I was just asking if you had anything to share. I don't have anything to share. I feel like I see things about myself and I see things about people. And I give those to people. When I pray for them, when I'm praying, I see people and I pray for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because I do I have felt that my visions were like kind of selfish or just about me or whatever and i just see like other people and it's like i have to tell them what i saw but i don't feel like i should say on the podcast what i see about other people they're not think you should yeah they're not bad things and you know i'm sure that if i ask people they'll say oh yeah you should share that but i don't want to yeah that's i feel i feel like mm, you know what it is i i feel like that would be exposing a relationship like a romantic relationship you know what i mean with you and that person no with that person and god <laughs> okay but i'm not asking for those visions i don't I know i don't but want those I'm, I'm just telling you about that yeah I, I mean i understand what you're saying but you realize that everything that i share is always like some kind of like rebuke or you know like I, some and, kind and, of personal struggle you know, everything i'm saying is personal i'm not sharing out of like oh this is the lesson plan I have for today for other people who you sinners better figure this out. You know, like I know, I'm sharing, you're sharing your testimony. Yeah. Like out of the overflow of my time with yeah, God. But that, I have actually asked God about that. So like, is there like nothing that you want to tell me that you're you know, doing in the same fashion that you're doing with Rachel? And there isn't. And I'm like, do you, you know, do I not need to be corrected and stuff? <laughs> He's like, you do, but I, it's just, it's not that way. I'm not going to, you know, he doesn't, he's not doing it in the way that he does it with you. Yeah. And I've actually, a while ago, I asked God, what, what's my purpose here? Right? How come I don't get those visions like Rachel does? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not going to use you that way. Well, it's not going to be like that. And I actually tried going down that path for a little bit. Like I would see a little picture and I'd be like, what else? And, you know, show me this, show me that. Yeah. I had a couple of visions like that, but it's not what God wants me to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I For a second there, I tried looking like you and doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. But then God just told me that that's religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't copy somebody else's gift. Yeah. Like I can't do what you're doing. Yeah, that's It's good. not for me. Right. It's for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I agree you know? with that. Yeah. Like it, God doesn't speak to everybody the same. Yeah. You know, but there are common ways that God does speak to us, by yeah. the way. But I know can be um, I, when I when I asked God, like, what do you want me to do? What he said to me was. Carry my love. Yeah, he said that to me. It was really powerful. Mm. It was crazy. Yesterday, a person that was at our house, mm-hmm. they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what he said? Yeah. What's funny is I've been feeling like I don't carry God's love, but this person was here and just like, it's all love around you all the time. And I just mm-hmm. feel love and stuff. And I was like, I, I almost, I almost like collapsed and cried yesterday because it was so powerful what he said. Really? Yeah. And I don't know what this looks like, but I guess if other people feel it, I'm happy for now. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want (laughs) to, 
it's funny because it's what I want to do. Like I want to share the love of God with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not in the, it is, and it hurts me a little bit too, because I know that people will just hand out a track to other people, tell them that they're going to hell or whatever, or just use the Bible to put people down and like make them feel uncomfortable or whatever in the name of, um, the love of God, and that's not the love of God. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like people misuse that for so long, and it now I have this assignment to do it, and I don't know how to do it. Mm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um. I just pray that you know people would feel loved by God. I just uh, my desire is that people would love God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they would know that God loves them. Yeah. No, I. Uh... I understand. I mean, it's funny in a similar sense, I guess. Um, this past week, I've been kind of thinking that too. It's like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? Because, you know, I have a lot of aspirations and goals and dreams. And how do I reconcile, you know, wanting these big things in my life and these goals, but then also being content with what God has given me now? And how do I be a good steward of what I have in front of me? Yeah. But also dream of a of a bigger thing, you know? Yeah. And um, a lot of that, I guess I have to share this. I don't know what we're talking about anymore now. But uh, I had been praying. It's like I want to, my, uh, my focus in prayers now when it comes to like our future and like what God is wanting to do with us. Like before it was like, man. I just need to pray constantly that I am keeping my eyes on Jesus and then I'm following him because then it really doesn't matter, you know, what I'm necessarily called to because I'm called to him. He's my calling. When I'm getting closer to him and doing what he does, then, you know, I'm fulfilling whatever it is that he's calling me to because he's calling to, calling me to him, Yeah, you know? And so like that was my prayer and it's like as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus and like keep, keep copying him and doing whatever he needs me to do, I'm good. But then lately, like this past couple of weeks, I've been led to be like, okay, once you kind of cross that bridge, right, of like, this is what I'm doing now, it's almost like he's matured my my desire. Like, okay, once I've gotten my first steps, like I'm walking, you know, yeah, like I can start to move quicker and move to different places. And, and what I'm trying to say is, is like, I feel like I, now I've gotten this whole thing down where I'm looking at Jesus and I'm like, that's my desire. That's my focus. It's like, I feel like I almost passed a test, you know? Right. And then now it's like, how do I now my goal and my dreams and my, my prayers are, how do I lead people to you, Jesus? How do I lead people to Jesus? And I genuinely don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know how to do that well. I don't know that I've ever seen a really good example of it. And that's not to say that that's okay. It's just you you know what you see and you do what you see. You know, you mimic what you see. Right, yeah. And so even what you talk about, like, the tracks and stuff and, like, going out and, you know, being like, hey, you're going to die and go to hell unless you know Jesus. Like, that's not wrong and that's not untrue. But, like, it's is it right effective? Yeah. Like, I've done that whole thing. You know, I grew up in church, so I've, I spent plenty of time evangelizing in that kind of capacity. Where it's like, what we're interested in is like, how many people we can get to say the Lord's Prayer or yeah. something, and not the Lord's Prayer, but the Prayer of Salvation, and and then we can credit ourselves with that person, and just, that's it, you know, it's like, 
So I'm like, I, I don't, and even my work situations, like who am I leading to Christ at work? I don't know. Do people even know I'm a Christian? I don't know that they do. Yeah. I don't I don't sit there and like talk about it all day long, you know, at work. Yeah. This is the platform that I have. I have work. I have my children. I have you. I have my neighbors. Like these are people I come in contact with. You know, this these are people God has put in my life. And am I leading them to Jesus? I don't think I'm doing a good job at that, you know? Yeah. I think I think there will be a time that you will lead people to Jesus the way you're thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not that time now. And number one, number two, you need to, you need to learn how to love people first. You know what I mean? Not that you don't know how to love, but at least for me, I God is teaching me how to love people. You know what I mean? Like I need to... I don't need to lead people to God. I just need to love people like God does. Because that's what they, they, people need to see that. You know what I mean? People need to see the love of God in my life. And that's attractive to people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the best tool to evangelize somebody is to just love them. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I, I don't like the quick, you know, Jesus pitch. And it's like, hey, are you in or you're out? And then you're out of people's lives. Yeah. I don't like that. I well, don't that's like... the example I've been given all my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that, yeah to me, I'm when you to talk about... That. Yeah, me too. Well, um, to me, when you talk about evangelism, it's like, let's go out on the streets and hand out tracks and, you know, whatever, right? And then you have all these people that are like, yeah, yeah, I said the, <laughs> I said the prayer of salvation with these people and now they're saved, right? And whoopee. You go into a country where people have never heard of Jesus, you can go in and evangelize and you can say... There's a guy named Jesus. There's a God named Jesus or whatever. He'll save you. People who have never heard of him, legit never heard of Jesus. Yeah. Legit never heard of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. that don't have a television. People don't you don't have radios. They're God knows where. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can evangelize those people by telling them about Jesus. I don't think you can find a person in your day-to-day life that haven't, hasn't heard about Jesus. Yeah, in this country. But I guarantee you, those people haven't felt the love of Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's what right. they need. Yeah. That's why my thing is I need to love people mm-hmm. because they don't know what this is like. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. You're- no one experiences the love of Christ and turn away so quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be like a little flash. You know flash what I mean? Like, pan. <laughs> it might be like, oh, you've met Jesus. Um, in a church or whatever, you're you're enamored for a second, or it was really you know a, like a a fast love, mm-hmm. but it was shallow. It was like you know it didn't grow, didn't yeah. take roots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you may fall away from that, but when you truly know what love is like, and you're healed and you're delivered of things, you don't just walk away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. It is God's love. Um, it's also God's nature and his attributes, and that's what we're called to mimic in our lives. Um, and that is something that will lead people to Jesus. Yeah. But, you know, I I still have a hard time. Like, I struggle because it's almost like you're relearning something that was, like, carved into your brain as a kid. Like, you know, I, I can't. So here's here's my problem. I have a hard time reconciling, like, okay, so... You've heard the argument, right? Like, okay, you live like Jesus, 
your lifestyle is going to lead people to Jesus. Like you're saying, like loving people and just being kind and being Christ-like will lead people to God and, and you will lead people to him. But then I've also heard people crap on that and say, no, that's a lazy and, um, you know, ashamed Christian. That's not, that's afraid to like talk about Jesus and like, yeah. you know, convert people and, yeah. and share in their workplace. And, you know, you're just like, kind of like, it's a cop out or whatever to stay complacent or stay like, um, ashamed or something, or like you're too afraid to talk about it. You know, like, you know what I'm talking about? I do. I think that, um, that is the way that people that go to the factory church, mm-hmm. that's how they operate. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is an American thing, I think, mm. because the moment I moved here and I started working, I didn't know what a weekend was anymore. You know what I mean? Like you work all the time and it's like, oh, what day is it? Never in my life. I never I, like I didn't know what day it was. You know what I mean? Like because you growing up, it's like you you go to school, you go to work, you have your weekends. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody, it's kind of like free on the weekends and it's like get together or when you move here you have friends that work certain days and you work other days yeah and some people work overnights and mm-hmm. you know what i mean like some people work weekends i, I never know a person to work a weekend in my life in brazil you know what i mean mm-hmm. like in brazil in other countries in, in a, a weekend or a holiday mm-hmm. things shut down i meant to say holiday not weekends on the week on a holiday things just shut down yeah. You know what I mean? Everywhere. You can't get anything anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but you move here and it feels like you become a slave real quick. You know what I mean? Like you just become a worker and you have to, even to this day, I feel this way. You have to perform. Mm-hmm. You have to work. Yeah. When I take time off, it's kind of like weird for me. And at the end of my vacations, I kind of feel relieved that I'm going back to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like I am like worth something after that. Yeah. I feel like I'm performing and stuff. And that's what the church does too. So people don't here take time to love one another. They just want the performance. You know what I mean? They just just want to put you in a place where you're uh, producing as much as you can, as quick as you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense that people feel this way. And yeah. it makes sense that they will reject, you know, what heaven is like. Because I don't think people in heaven are, I don't think that, you know, heaven's operating this way. Yeah. I. It is interesting, like, you talk about the factory church. Because, you know, I think you're referencing my one Disney World vision, right? I think that's episode five or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About the, the factory of terror basically yeah. and, and it's like the it's fear it's fear mongering it's like it's going to scare you into production and yeah. that is a common scheme that the church will use some churches um you know to instill a reaction or a response you know and it's like oh if you're not doing this you're ashamed like i mean so many times i've i've heard that it's like well if you're if your coworkers don't know you're a christian that's a problem you know yeah. and like that's you know I don't know, whatever they want yeah, to make Yeah, um, I, I feel like this is a demonic strategy to sabotage the gospel. Because if you're just going into your workplace and screaming about Jesus all the time, mm-hmm. people are just going to tune you out. Yeah. Um, you can't t- tune out love, though. Like, yeah. you can't. Loving somebody else, you know what I mean? Which is what people need. Yeah. 
You're right. You can't tune that out. You are right about this. Yeah. 100%. It, it, but for me, though, I, because you like, you learn that. It's like, it's so hard to like, are you sure that's not right? Like, you sure like this is okay to be like free? Yeah. <laughs> You're like not sure of your own freedom in it kind of. Does that make any sense? Like, Yeah. And this is what I was trying to explain to you before where we had our little argument there. Little tiff. <laughs> um, I feel like I was being, you know, I being taught a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's like, stop trying to earn this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Don't just try to earn my presence. Yeah. Don't. You're not going to earn this. Yeah. It's something I'm giving you. Yeah. If you want to be with me, I'll be with you. You know what I mean? I had to unlearn that. Yeah. I had to unlearn that um, I have to put X amount of hours into praying. Um, I had learned that I had to, you know, I can't watch too much TV and I can't listen to too much uh, secular music or whatever or God won't be with me. Mm-hmm. I don't do those things because I want to earn God's presence. I I mean, I do those things. I think I was doing those things to earn his presence. You know what I mean? At a certain point in my life. And then God's like, no, you give up those things so you can be with me. But it's not like. It's, it's an exchange. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'll buy. I'll buy your presence with my time, God. Like yeah. I'll- yeah. Yeah. This is what happened this week. Because I. You know, because it's funny, because the other day I forgot to pray, I got too busy, uh, and then the day after I was on YouTube too much, which is something I haven't done. Like, I was just watching Mm -hmm. shorts all the time, and something that God dealt with me a while ago. But at the same time, I went and I prayed the next day, and it was, like, really, really good. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, teaching me that I'm not earning this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get to do this. This is what I wasn't getting. Like, I get to be with God, not because I'm giving up other things, but because I'm showing God that he is first and the other things are second. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what needs to happen. You don't just give up something so you can gain his presence. You show him that he is first. It's you like you're first. More. I want you more than I want the other things. Yeah. One thing's religion. One thing, the other thing is you just want him you know yeah, what i mean right that's what's supposed to be like yeah because um, you could be in a you there are plenty of religions out there that won't let you watch tv they won't let you listen to circular music they won't let you do there's a list of things you can't do you can't drink coffee you can't drink alcohol you can't drink but those people don't know god either so yeah. they don't have the world and they don't have god to, they, they, they live in this limbo where nothing happens in their lives you know what i mean yeah they're like in a Does cult. Does make sense? Yeah, yeah, I do think it makes sense. Um, it And it's true. Um, you know, I don't know. Your lifestyle, loving people, carrying Christ's love, that is something that changes people. Yeah. You know, God is a relational God. You know, um, if you go to someone, you start barking law at them, but you don't give them something from revelation it's just noise you know yeah and what is the romans uh, is it roman no it's uh corinthians. corinthians like hey man you can have the best gifts ever but if you don't have love it's just a clanging symbol like you yes. you have oh, to love so good i forgot about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like to give it scriptural context like if you are not loving people you are literally useless like you're yeah. just noise yeah um that literally says that performing is not good 
mm-hmm. is not as good as loving. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. You can speak in tongues. Oh, nice. You have words of knowledge. You do all these nice spiritual things. But if you don't have love, you're a clanging symbol. Like you're just noise. Yeah. You're noise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I am reminded, like, I, I do, like I said, I do struggle with it a little bit because I'm like, I'm at work and sometimes I'm like, God, am I supposed to like talk to somebody about you? Like I have, I mean, you know, I'm a nurse, so it's like, Hey, I have plenty of opportunities with Mm. my patients, you know, to bring it up or whatever. And sometimes, and you know, obviously I'm in a profession where I'm there to help that person not like make them uncomfortable and you know force my thoughts and feelings on things it's really not helping sometimes you know so it's not like i'm gonna be like oh yeah but you know jesus you know let's just pray this away yeah Yeah, that's not gonna help and Mm. i I think anyone with common sense knows that but um there are times where it just naturally flows into something about god you know it just naturally happens i think i think like if there's an opportunity you take it yeah 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 otherwise you just love on people and serve people you right know what I mean? well yeah what i was trying to get at um was like there was one situation at work and I, and I look back on this i'm like okay maybe i'm not screwing up as much as i think i am with this but um there was one patient who was like not a nice person and i had him he, he was my patient and everything was fine like we were actually getting along fine he, he has a history of being pretty nasty but mm-hmm. he and i were uh, buddies, I guess. Like, I don't know. He liked me. So we talked and whatever. And then like sometime around early morning, like four in the morning, stuff went wrong. Like he just woke up and had all these symptoms of something bad. And like, he looked bad. And I was like, Oh, it's some, some bad, man. you know, <laughs> like he's going to die. So, <laughs> so, you know, I'm calling up the doctor and talking to the doctor. And meanwhile, while I'm trying to speak to the physician, like other nurses come in to help and he's like screaming at them and cussing at them. Cause he's like scared. He's scared. He's going to die. Like, yeah. He, he's not well. And so I'm trying to talk to the doctor and the doctor's like, Oh my God, is that him yelling? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so you yeah, like everybody was annoyed. Yeah. Even the physician, she was like, what is wrong with him? Like, you know, I would get you're scared and that you're going to, you feel like you're dying. Yeah. You know, but it's it still, we're all humans and we're like, Oh my God, stop yelling at us. You know, like yeah. the other nurses were like, the one, the one nurse was like yelling back at him. Cause like after a while you just can't take it. Like how yeah. many profanities are you going to have? you know, be assaulted with. Oh yeah. Without response. But I'm on the phone. I'm trying to hear the doctor. And so I go in and I tell him, Hey, listen, I've, I, the, the doctor's coming. We're, we're doing everything we can for you right now. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, it's also a situation where everyone abandoned me. Like, because this guy's so intolerable, like yeah. all the other nurses that came to help we're like, eh, forget I'm it. out. I'm yeah. out. Like, so then I was left <laughs> to do everything on my own. And it was basically a rapid response situation, except for no one called a rapid response, even after I told them to. And I was left alone. Me and the physician were in this room with this guy. She's telling me to put in orders. Then there's no one to get the meds. So I have to go run to get the meds and then come back in. I have to document it and just everything, you know, so it's on my own. Anyway, I'm in the med room and the other nurse was like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, you know, and she's like, he's a beep, beep, beep this, you know, like explicit, yeah. explicit. And I was like, well, he's feels like he's dying. I mean, you know, what are you going to say? Like, he, he's not feeling well. So it's going to cause some high emotions in there. Yeah. <laughs> and she she looked at me for a minute and she was like, stared at me for like a second or two. And I was like, what is happening? And she's like, you're a lovely person. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, thanks. She's like, I mean it. You're a lovely person. And she's like, I'm going to vote that you get to heaven one day. She <laughs> said like, that? Yeah. I was like, I, I know this story. I have told you this story. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say that before. Oh it's like, God. I vote you go to heaven. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. But I, I think about that sometimes, that story. And then like, I'm like, maybe that's it. Like, maybe that's part of this, you know, or someone yeah. recognizes that, like, I had a piece. I had a piece in that situation. I was not, I mean, it was uncomfortable because, like, he was dying. And <laughs> that's scary for anybody, including him. But I was like, I just had a piece, you know. And I was like, mm. I was calm and we just went through it. And, you know, he shipped him off to the ICU. The nursing manager came and found me and she was like, I want you to know you did an amazing job. And you're like, you were nice. excellent. And I was like, thank you. And, she, and then she went away and then she came back again. And she was like, I talked to the doctor and like the doctor just kept raving about you and this and that or whatever. Right. So I was like, oh, thanks for saying that because I need to hear it, <laughs> you know, but when was this? I don't know, a couple months ago. OK. But um, anyway, that nurse's response to me in the med room, I feel like it speaks to me. Hmm. You know, I'm like, OK. People can recognize when you're carrying God's peace or when you're carrying God's love. Yeah. It looks different. I wasn't yelling at that guy. <laughs> I wasn't cussing <laughs> at him. <laughs> you know, I wasn't responding like everyone else was and somebody took notice. And I, I think about, I, I was talking to my mom this past week and I was talking about this because God had shown me some stuff about this. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, I really think, and she really was kind of saying the same thing you were saying. And she was like, you know, it's funny because my mom was a nurse's aide for a long time, whatever, 20, 30 years. I don't know how long, long time. And she worked with, um, you know, other nurses aides who were not believers. And um, the way my mom worked and operated, you know, she wasn't out there like preaching to everybody, but she was just like living a godly life. Like she didn't indulge in their... <laughs> crass jokes she didn't yeah. indulge in their drinking after work like she was always invited but she never went and you know she just talked in a way that was different and you know was kind to people like I one thing I always remember about my mom like as a kid um was how nice she was like she was always nice to people mm. and she was always kind and it's always something I remember about her and I always remember thinking like one time I remember going to visit her at work um, and the way she was talking to somebody, I was like, man, I hope that I'm as kind as her. Like I have a really nice mom, you know? Yeah. And so to say all that, one of my moms, she's retired long time now, but one of my mom's coworkers messaged her on Facebook, like someone she hadn't talked to in like a long time. Right. And she was like, I wanted, like, I've, I've found Jesus. I, I have like... I live for God now, like blah, blah, blah. And, and my mom's like, oh, that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. And she was like, that, you, that's awesome. Praise God, whatever. And she's like, well, I want you to know it's because of you. Mm. <laughs> and my mom was like, I'm, I never once was like, you need Jesus and just ask Jesus into your heart and you'll be saved. And mom, my mom never did that with her. But yeah. she told her, I wanted you to know that you're the reason why I'm, I'm a Christian now because I always watched you. I always saw how you interacted with people and how you 
you know, behaved and how you responded. And I, it always made me curious. <laughs> it always made me want to know yeah, why you were like that. And she was like, you're the reason why oh, wow. I pursued God. And, and her point in saying that to me was because like she got saved at, she saw them like I was a Christian movie. She went to like some Christian movie or whatever. And then the pastor after was like talking about Samson and Delilah. <laughs> Not like random. No one's going to get saved from a Samson and Delilah message. <laughs> My mom got saved during that message. Not because the pastor had an altar call, but because the Holy Spirit touched her. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit led her to Jesus. And I think that our we don't really ever lead anybody to him. I think that we just carry his love and we when we live like christ um we display his goodness yeah the holy spirit is the one that calls us does that make sense it does make sense um i got so much to say because you speak for so long i'm sorry (laughs) it's a podcast (laughs) for an unbeliever to just be in the presence of somebody who believes in God and God believes in them, (laughs) meaning that, you know, you carry God's presence. Mm. You know, you're, you're in the presence of somebody who doesn't know that they feel something different. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? We forget that. Yeah. You forget that because you're, you know, you carry presence of God all the time or whatever, but you forget that if you go into a grocery store and you have and you talk to a cashier or whatever that person is somehow touched you know what i mean like yeah. just by being around you yeah um i talked about this before one time we were doing a car wash at my old church and we're you know it's a brazilian church and the brazilian guy drove by and he knew it was a brazilian church so he wanted to go in there and like make fun of us or something like that he said that hmm. make fun or mess with us a little bit oh let's go you know bother them or whatever and then you know he came in there and everyone just welcomed him and you know we they washed this car or whatever Mm. i gave him a hug and i didn't think twice about it like years later and and he started coming to our church by the way after that years later he said on the pulpit that he started coming there because when i hugged him he felt peace he felt things that he never felt before wow and i just he never told me that ever you know what i mean like i didn't know that yeah. Like I didn't know me hugging somebody was gonna impart like the love of God on them. You know what I mean? Like That's it's crazy. just yeah, I, I no one said come to church. No one said uh we're you know, we need Jesus or anything like that. You just yeah. it's just something that happened, changes life. That's wild. People forget you forget that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you forget to you forget that you just God's in you. You yes. know what I mean? Like God's it, in you and it's like, true. Yeah. Like, literally, we are the temple. Like, he lives in us now, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. And you think about it, too. um, Spiritually, right? People are in darkness. Yeah. And you're light. And you walk into a room, and there's someone in there that's in darkness. They see light. You can't not see light. You know what I mean? They may not think about it. They may not recognize it. But in some level, you know, in some capacity in the spiritual world, there's things happening Mm -hmm. because of your presence. Yeah. Because of who's with you. You know what I mean? Like we don't see those things and we walk around with blind eyes and stuff. But, you know, it, I've been to places that you, you get 
like you go into places and like the atmosphere changes because you're in there now. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. different. How many offices are different because there's like someone in there carrying the presence of God? You know what I mean? Like how many, I don't know, workplaces, how many, like ev- everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't think about that. I also, I think I s- said this once too. Uh, I was listening to John Paul Jackson and at a conference in Pennsylvania. He, so if you don't know John Paul Jackson, he, from, since he was five years old, he just talked to God. You know what I mean? Like God talked to him. Yeah. Like a crazy relationship I've never heard of anybody having before. Except like if you read the Bible, sometimes there's like some, you know, stories of God talking to somebody and you're like, how's this person talking to God? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But whatever. John Paul Jackson's crazy, prophetic person. Always heard from God. And he was saying that once he was kind of forced to move into a neighborhood that he didn't want to be at. You know what I mean? And the whole time he was there, he complained, like, I don't want to be here or whatever. But, you know, he would go about his day-to-day, um, going to the supermarket, laundry and stuff, whatever. Once he moved out, God showed him, like, every place he's been to was touched and different forever because mm-hmm. he was there, because he walked in there. You know what I mean? Like, people's lives were changed. And then he didn't know it. The cashier didn't know, but the their lives were changed because, you know, he was somewhere... That he didn't want to be, but God told him to be there. Yeah. Yeah. We're thirsty. Like him being there introduced the presence of God to somebody. Him being there and not wanting to be there. Yeah. Changed things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you can you imagine if he wanted to be there and if he knew what he was supposed to be doing, if mm-hmm. he knew his assignment, if he but you know, somehow it just works. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to this I don't understand yet. Of course, like, yeah. there's I just don't I don't know, you know. Um, I don't know. Like it's funny because you kind of have to ask yourself, like, <laughs> you know, like the the salvation prayer or whatever. It's like, okay, Jesus, come into my heart. You know, forgive me my sins. Like the whole like couple lines. Like where did that? Who came up with that prayer? You know. Um, and we say it and, and we were like, okay, we said that prayer, we're saved, you know? Um, and then you get baptized and like, okay, then you're good. Like you're all set. You're like stamped into heaven. You're good. You know? Yeah. I just don't, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like where, who came up with it? Who decided that was like, okay, once they officially say the prayer, they're good. You know? Um, I don't know. It, it's just, I find it. I think about that a lot, you know, mm. because man, I said the prayer like a ton of times as a kid and like had no relationship with God. <laughs> and, and, you know, I yeah. understand that I wasn't really like until I really encountered God, I, I was truly saved and, and like, you know, there was a difference there. Yeah. But when I became like, I truly experienced God for myself. It was not through any like altar call service type of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what I want though? Uh, I don't want to tell people like, do you want Jesus? I don't want to preach and say, do you want, you know, do you want to know God? Do you want God in your heart? I want, I want to, if it's like a church service, I want to be in a church service where people get up at the end of the service and they say, I want Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I want people to feel God before saying a few words and, you know, asking God to enter their hearts. Like I want, I want it to be undeniable you know what i mean like like people 
just are in my presence, your presence. I want them to be like, whoa, you know, you're godly. I, I want, I want what you have. Yeah. And like, I don't, but, I don't, I don't want there to be a need for words to convince somebody. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I think that's the point I think I'm making here. Um, you know how the disciples would walk in their shadow, would heal people, no one prayed for anybody. Yeah. And it's just like how it was. You know what I mean? Well, like when you're in God's presence, you you can't deny God's presence. Like, you know, when yeah. you're in it, you are changed. I firmly believe that. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think there's any special formula and any such a like routine or tradition that you have to do to be saved. I think you just need to want to Jesus. They just want Jesus. Want to know him, you know? Yeah. And so like, if that's done because, you know, like my mom was working and someone recognized her lifestyle and said, Hey, I want that too. Like, there you go. You know, like, yeah. To your point, it's the love when you're carrying the love for people. Right. You, you're loving people. It's a love that changes stuff. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, and it's like, no wonder. I mean, like, geez, the Ten Commandments is like, <laughs> hey, don't have any other idols. <laughs> love God. Love yourself and love others. Like, yeah, these are things we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, because it matters. Didn't someone ask Jesus uh, to, like, sum up the law? Yeah. yeah and yeah. he said... Love God, love your neighbor. Yeah, right. Hey, Those are the only hey, things that matter. Right, yeah. Like, that's exactly it. Like, what are we actually supposed to do? What yeah. are we actually called to do? Like, freaking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it hits it on the head. It's like, love God first. Some people don't even do that well. And they're yeah. trying to, like, freaking tell people about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Some people don't even have a real relationship with God. And, or like they struggle, like, which is, that's all fair. Like if you honestly or earnestly are pursuing God and it's just freaking hard for you, that's okay. Keep trying. Yeah. It, it's hard. It is hard. I don't yeah. care. It is yeah. hard. If you mess up one day, there's another day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no worries. Tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah. Just keep doing it. You know? In the chosen one, Mary um, sees it like a demon, uh, a person. Uh, possessed by a demon or whatever mm-hmm. she gets freaked out she walks away and then she starts drinking and like yeah being all wild again yeah and then she thinks that you know god's not gonna forgive her yeah and then jesus is like did you think that you're never gonna make mistakes again right and she's like I, i'm afraid i'm not enough i'm afraid i'm not yeah. gonna live up to it yeah and he's like i just need your heart i just want your heart yeah i didn't ask for anything else you know what i mean right yeah, it's such a good show it's so good <laughs> it's good where, where did they even get this? Uh, I don't know how they became so like. First off, when did Christian entertainment become that good? Like yeah. that that show made Christian entertainment good. Yeah. Like I don't even know that dude knows what he's doing. Whoever is making that that guy. Anyway, besides that, but so yeah, no, it's legit. Okay, pursue God. You mess up, no worries. Get back up again and just do it again. You yeah. Know? Just keep going. I, I do think that we get into this thing where you are saved, your sins are forgiven, and then you can't sin ever again. Because if you do, it's over for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you ever... Because I think it, in some capacity, everybody thinks that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I messed up. I, I used now I, to. 
Oh, oh, you mean like personally, like for yourselves? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was the biggest one of that. Like, but that was the self-hatred thing. Like if I mess up. I feel like there's for, lots of ways it. that you can fall into that trap. Well, you know for me I mean? personally, yeah. it was because like it was self-hatred. It was like, yeah. if I mess up, then like I have to do penance, man. Like I have, and well, like I, you have to I, earn back what you, I have to make up for it. I yeah. have to, I couldn't forgive myself. It really wasn't a matter of like, oh, uh, God forgives me. I couldn't forgive my freaking self. Like if I make a mistake, it's like, oh my God, it's the end of the world, you know? Yeah. But that was a self-hatred thing. That was like a. Yeah, of course. I don't have any grace for myself. If you hate yourself, <laughs> you don't have any grace for yourself. We forgot to say something about the summation of the law. Is that a word? Summation when you sum everything up? Yeah, doesn't matter. I think so. Love God. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I did say that. Okay. I think good. I said that. Because. Those three things are. You have those to love matter. yourself too. Yeah. 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 It you definitely matters. We, if, sometimes you forget to. You can reference the Larry episode if you're not totally sure about this one, but yeah, um, yeah, no. So f- definitely, like we beat ourselves up, and then we feel ashamed because the enemy is there to remind us that we're screw ups, and so the enemy will constantly be like, "Yeah, you piece of crap, go put some fig leaves over your nakedness because you you suck." Yeah. And go hide yourself from God because he hates you now. The enemy says this. Like, we know he does. He gives us, he, we have the example in the garden. Look at the first time that they messed up. This is the first example that sin was introduced into the world. Look how they responded. We don't respond any differently. Yeah. There's no difference. We still do that stuff. We still try to hide ourselves from God because of shame. Like, shame will make you run away and hide from God. Um, so that's like a natural response for us, unfortunately. But, you know, it, Jesus countless times shows us that God shows us that he's kind and it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Like it, it's his kindness. He's kind about it. Like, no, like, okay, you, it's okay. Just try again tomorrow, you know, yeah. try again. It's not his punishment that leads it, you to repentance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then to that point is like, man, I I used to be the piece of crap Christian that would like not judge people, but yeah. also be like, they should know better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was that too. Uh, I was like, they should know better. Why are they acting like that? You know, like, yeah. oh my God, stop, stop. You know, like, oh, look, someone from leadership fell again. You know, yeah. Like, can't we just have a godly person in leadership? Like, good, yeah, gracious. Yeah, yeah. And, since knowing Jesus a little better now, <laughs> I, I really... I'm not going to excuse character flaws, though. No. Okay. Because like, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's messed up. It is. Uh, sure. I mean... A lot of people will be in a position of leadership. Mm-hmm. They have deep problems in their character. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're hiding sin and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I can understand, like, sometimes people are... Uh, they suffered with something their whole lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's grace for that because God could forgive whatever and you're trying to be set free from something. But if you're a pastor out there or whatever, and you're leading people and, and you're okay with some crap that you're doing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like some sin. That's, that. That's I I don't forgive that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just too much. Yeah, I mean, yes, I get what you're saying. So definitely like, okay, if you are in leadership and you're preaching, but you're not practicing what you preach and you know it, you need to stop. 
yeah. being in leadership. Like you're just going to hurt people. And so that's, that's a character flaw. That's something that I feel like you're talking about. Like, no, that's yeah. not acceptable. Like you can't be a hypocrite on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. You can't lie. Don't yeah. lie to people. I, I'm okay with people who are like, oh, you know, I, I committed this sin or whatever. Right. Um, uh, there's, there's, you, know, you could be forgiven, whatever. Uh, but you make a you mistake. Could, yeah. A mistake. Like, yeah. That's different. Like, so you have a pastor in leadership that like, like messed up, messed up. Yeah. No, no, no. We do need to have grace because if there's a repentant heart, yeah, you know, then like, you know, I, honestly, it's even hard to speak about this because like, I don't saying, even want to talk about it. Yeah. I'm just saying for me mm-hmm. and for, you know, I think that us mm-hmm. as humanity can look at that yeah. as Christians and be like, that's that's wrong. I know that God will forgive that person, and I know God can forgive that person, forgive their sins and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, if you have something that's that big and, you know, Okay, off, so what does the Bible say yeah, about you know this? I mean? like, we will know them by their fruits. Yeah. So in a way, like judging their fruits is okay. So yeah. if you have a leadership, leaders that are producing bad rotten fruit then that we need to judge that and we need to call yeah. that out and say hey oh, there's yeah. something wrong there they need to get out of there we can know them by their fruits like the bible's like okay no no judge their fruits that's just being wise um but what i was trying to talk about was like okay so say you have like just a christian going to church like i was for sure the, the christian that'd be like someone got saved they're a new christian or even not honestly um, and they're like blatantly doing things that I feel are like sinful or like worldly. I'd be like, mm, they need to stop, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'll give you an example. And this is like the big, I don't do it anymore. Let me tell you that much. I have more grace for people now because I understand what it's like to struggle, you know, I understand and I, it's weird because when you're really judgy and stuff, <laughs> I you somehow forget that you also have problems. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I I remember somebody I went to school with. I and I've told you this. I've talked about this many times because this was like the biggest spank from God I think I've had in a while. Um, like this person, well, when I went to school with, she would talk about God and going to church and blah blah blah. Like you know, on their social media, be like at church with her Bible. Like all displaying it, you know, and you're like, oh, she's a Christian. And like in our circles at school, she'd be like, yeah, Jesus, this, I love Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And then the same breath, like a different conversation later, she'd be like, yeah, I took some of my kids at um, uh, Ritalin so I could study and I went clubbing the other (laughs) night, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, Adderall, I mean, yeah, I know maybe it was Ritalin. I don't know. Adderall, I think she took or something something of her kids for the ADHD yeah. and she was like yeah yeah so I could study if you guys wanted and they just let me know I'm like oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no I'm good <laughs> and then like and then she'd be like yeah I went to the club and the strip club and she's like it's sometimes it's just nice to like I don't know she's like I don't like women but it's nice to just kind of like enjoy the show I was like what, what? <laughs> okay <laughs> and I remember being like what an awful witness this girl is. She's talking yeah. about Jesus and in the same breath. She's talking about watching naked women at the strip club. And I was like, I'm I like, I'm like, what is like that's so 
like irresponsible, like <laughs> all the things, you know, I'm like, Jesus, so irresponsible. Like she's rep- yeah. she's supposed to represent Christ. Like how is she going around being horrible? And I, re- <laughs> and I, I like, I will never forget what God said to me. And it, it was like, you don't, you don't get to judge her just because she hasn't learned how to hide her sin better than you. Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That she doesn't know how to hide her sin. Yeah. But you do. Yeah. I was like, oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for people that have sin that can't be hidden. You know what I mean? Like. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but this is, let me finish my thought though. When you grow up in church, you know how to act and you know how to, you're yeah, supposed to that's behave. True. That's true. So when you're sinning, you know that, Oh, can't bring that up at these circles, but maybe different circles. I could bring this up. Mm. You know how to hide your sin. Yeah. But I think, you know, love God. Okay. Do that. Love yourself. You have to love yourself first before you love other people. Because yeah. if you suck at loving yourself, you're definitely going to suck at loving other people. Mm, and yeah. the, the church is filled with broken people who don't love themselves. So, of course, they come up with these strategy and religion and law and put it into practice so that they can get people saved because they think that's going to fill the void of loving somebody. Like, okay. To my point earlier, like, okay, let's say the magic prayer and let's have this like whole tradition about it so that we can fulfill the parts of loving people. But like, again, it's, it's without relationship. It's really not anything without love. It's a clanging symbol, you know? Yeah. Um, if you don't love yourself, you are not going to love other people. Well, 100%. So love God first, figure that out, get that going, love yourself. Yeah. Um, and then you can love other people. Well, that's a good place to end it. Yeah. This With a been, little bit of editing, this would be a good podcast. <laughs> this is a roller coaster of <laughs> topics, I feel. I don't know where we, we went off. Rabbit trails? Yeah, we went to a rabbit trail. We went somewhere, but I do feel like this was intentional. I kind of felt like we were supposed to talk about yeah. something like this anyway, but I don't know. It's good stuff. All right, dear Jesus, I thank you for this time that we had, God. I pray, Lord, that these words that we spoke in this topic, this podcast, Lord, would touch hearts, Lord, and that whoever's listening, God, that they would maybe be blessed and encouraged, God, and um, that they would feel your love, Lord, that they would experience your love, and that they would carry your love, God, wherever they are, Father. I pray that wherever anybody goes in this life, God, help us remind us, Lord, that we are carriers of your presence. And we are carriers of your love, Lord. Teach us how to love people well. Teach us how to minister from your heart, God. Um, And Holy Spirit, lead us. I pray that everybody that's listening would have a blessed week and that they would just look to you, Jesus, to follow you, to carry your love and to love others. Lord, I pray that everybody that's listening would allow you, Holy Spirit, to lead them in their work lives, in their church lives, in their home lives, in every situation they come in. Um, come into you, Father. I pray that they would be led by you and that they would be given special opportunities to love everybody this week. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'll see, see you, you next week. Next episode. Yeah.